Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. This week's episode is sponsored by Book Marketing on the Skinny. 30 days to becoming your own best publicist on any budget, even if you're an introvert. Find me at lameredith.com and get enrolled. Welcome back, persisters and brothers. Today, I am pleased to present Meg Nossero, who is an author and a coach, but so much more. Now, Meg is being published with her newest book by She Writes Press. And as I mentioned before, that's the same uh publisher that I went with. So we had that in common, but we met by chance. Meg and I also have in common that she worked like I did for the government for a long, long time in a very different job. But I just want to point out that if somebody can emerge from government service with creativity and a heart to serve and joy like Meg has, that is someone we want to listen to. So I'm definitely interested in hearing her story of persistence. Meg, welcome, and please tell us about yourself. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Lizbeth, for the opportunity to have this conversation. Um, A little bit about myself. I am a former federal prosecutor with Department of Homeland Security. Like she said, I was there for nearly 20 years. And um, yeah, a long time. And you know what the issue was, is I was a litigator. And litigating as a prosecutor too. So basically I was basically evaluating cases all the day, different people's stories as to the credibility of what they were saying. So I made me very jaded after 20 years because I was always thinking the lack of credibility that was coming at me. So I wanted to to truly not have to have conversations like this one. It's a good one to have it. Right. You know, have a conversation like this one and not having to look for, you know, whether or not someone's actually telling me the truth, which is kind of a refreshing thing if you think about it. But anyway, um, so my story, you know, I I have three degrees. I, I have a master's in international security and conflict, inter-American affairs. Um, my undergrads in languages, I've always loved to dance with words. I wanted to always break those barriers to communicate with people that I wouldn't be able to had I not, um, you know, learned another language. So I speak Spanish, Italian. I have conversational French. And of course, sometimes I speak English. But um, that being said, you know, and I also got my law degree, as you said, as, as we spoke about previously. I um, I studied law. and But now my favorite certificate that I'm getting now is from the Happiness Studies Academy with Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar. He um, is one of Harvard uh, professors, uh, teachers on how to be happier. So I literally have focused on that path, that journey to bliss, so to speak, because my first book I wrote was Magical Guide to Bliss. And that, as you know, was written after um, my mother passed away, at least the start was, and that became this process of you know, writing my way out of grief. And, and and that's been my story so far. That is so beautiful. I saw an interview. I know that our listeners have not seen it. Could you tell us just a tiny, fra- you know, a fraction about what you're comfortable sharing no, about absolutely. that process? Because your mom was your everything. So, you know, I was very lucky. Um, while growing up, we may have butt heads because I'm very much the black sheep of the family, literally. I'm off there doing everything I want, dancing to my own beat. 
Um, my mother, yeah, my mother was like, you know, they come from a very traditional Italian American family where we knew education is the thing that will like bring you up and out of anything that you're involved with. My family certainly um, built their historic legacy here in the United States, you know, on education. So they wanted that for for their children as well. Um, so, you know, I was a very creative, you know, mind, you know, I would have rather like, you know, drawn or wrote stories all day and all these other things. But, you know, later on in life, we became really close. She was very introspective and wanted to have those conversations about the meaning of life purpose and why are we here? And I just resonated with her and we became really close. We had conversations all the time. So when she did, um, in fact, get sick with breast cancer, I was actually, um, almost six months pregnant with my daughter, the first granddaughter, we had already um, three grand, uh, my mother had three grandsons at that point. So it was like a very exciting to have a girl. Um, but, you know, I found out she had breast cancer, which ultimately became um, the thing that did in fact, um, she did succumb to at the end. But, um, you know, going through that process of that, you know, having that such a tight, realm of unconditional love available to you and those conversations and just that incredible, you know, you know, when someone really sees you for who you are and you, you meet at that place, you know, wounds and all right. Um, when I lost her, it, it pretty much, you know, set me back because I felt incredibly, you know, like I said, lost as well. I lost her and I felt lost. So it started um, my journey of having to, you know, refine the light within through the darkness. And that was pretty much uh, what they would describe as a dark soul or dark night of the soul. Um, Cause she was, she and I were, were so close that, you know, I relied so much on her that I had to actually start and turn the light within to see uh, and really start to rely on myself. So it was really a navigating the grieving process and, how I did so was I did meet with um, a really good friend of mine who's a therapist. And she said, you know, when you first, you know, experience loss, it's just a cutting off of this incredible, you know, relationship, physical relationship in the world, you know. But the reality is, you know, they, Wayne Dyer says they go from the now here to the nowhere. And it's actually they're still there. So she had uh, um, told me that a good, a good tool for me would probably be writing because I love to write. So I started writing conversations um, that I would have with my mother, questions I would ask to her. And I started reading a lot of the incredible books out there that, you know, call into question the why, the meaning, the how, the who, you know, the whole shebang. And I started writing uh, insights of the day that became an uh, email I sent out to my friends and then it became a blog and then it became my first book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. So basically, after I lost my mother, I wrote myself a magical guide to help me navigate the grieving process um, to where I ultimately started questioning, did I really want to work where I was working and, and what was my calling and what was pulling to me and, you know, what was making me wake up and wanting to come alive to something different in my own life. So, you know, as you said, you're a fellow government worker. So sometimes it's very difficult to navigate that freedom because you don't get that freedom and to actually be authentic to yourself, which, you know, I love it that you said that you were because the bottom line is that you, you continue to show up authentically wherever you are. And sometimes you just realize you can't change within you can't change the external you have to change yourself and then figure out how you want to show up in the world and where you want to do that as well so it's been an exciting journey so far that is exciting it, you know the government doesn't necessarily reward creativity for its workers and it can't you know it's by design it needs to not do that it's not a it's not an at-home business or something but 
boy, is it fantastic when you're able to leave after years of service to be able to define how you want to serve yeah. and, and rely on a whole different skill set. So I'm so happy for you. Your writing sounds like it was a way to really tap into that relationship with your mom too, the strengths of that relationship and make it permanent, but also go from there. So it's like, she's still with you, isn't it? It's, it's oh my like, God, absolutely. You know, I, I still, I still experience her in my dreams too. Sometimes when I don't, like when I'm doing something that I'm questioning, and you like, she comes to me in my dreams. I'm like, ah, <laughs> she's, she's still there giving me her opinion with regard to what I'm doing. But you know, it's interesting that you wanted to say, I wanted to just add um, something with regard um, to government service, you know, it, it's a beautiful place because you get to serve. It's public service, and it should be, you know, touted because people who go into that truly want to serve their community, their government, their nation, whatever, you know. And, and for my family, you know, my grandfather was um, a congressman in New York back in the '60s, so I was really um, taught, you know, service was a, a highest of values on the on the, on the charts, right? If you have you have your your levels of values. Um, so I was really proud of the fact that I could also jump into that realm and serve my country as well. But when it came down to, you know, my mother said before she passed away, stress is going to kill you, Meg. And also at the end of your days, don't have any regrets. And I'm like, well, that creative part of me just was begging to come out. And like you said, back to your point, that it's hard to be creative in that particular world because you are asked to show up a certain way. But I, I my soul wanted to show up differently. So that basically was the leaping of faith, right? The jumping off point where you said yes to your dreams because you never know. And, and after a pandemic for the last year and, and somewhat, you know, you, you also like, you know, you, we don't ever know the time or place. So it's this once around that we all get this benefit, this, this, this opportunity to, to be a part of, and, you know, might as well take advantage of those opportunities when they show up. That is absolutely correct. You just have a different way to serve now with less barriers as to how you reach the person that you're serving. And I think that's so terrific. So as you, well, you had some great response with your first book, correct? And then that led you to write your next book. So tell us a little bit about that because that's coming up pretty soon. Yes. You're right so, in the thick of it. Interesting. I, you know, some people say um, that they see the whole vision in front of them. So I always saw a trilogy. I always saw The Magical Guide, then My Sparkle and Shine, which came out this past October 2020, which is a book of affirmations. So The Magical Guide guides you through with the insights, but The Sparkle and Shine gives you the tools. And for me, they were affirmations where every day that you say something, and it's all about neuroplasticity of the brain, basically, which it means to you know not speak negatively, shame on yourself, but speak positivity, uplifting things. So you can at least, your go-to might not be, you know, I'm a, I'm a failure, I'm a this, I'm a that. It's just, I am possibility, I am, I am love, I am beauty, all these other things. So I wrote a book called Sparkle and Shine. It's 188 mantras that basically is it's what it says, you know, brighten your day and lighten your way. And then now it's now it comes to the final book of the trilogy, which is the memoir. And I always said, I'm going, I said, when I was going through the whole grieving process, it almost did me in. I mean, literally, I found myself sitting in a closet, not wanting to live anymore. Because what happened to me is I, I tried to numb myself out. And I ended up with um, somatic tinnitus, a tinnitus, it's that ringing in, 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 in your 
in your ear or wherever it is, you know, and sure. it was so maddening for me that um, I couldn't get any rest. And it's all with your nervous system. It has, and I learned so much about it because I'm one of those people who will research everything before I do something. But so as to not give up hope, you know, this whole process came for me to learn more how to, you know, de-stress basically kind of the detoxification process and then you know I promised myself if I make it through this I'm going to share my story so that other people who are going through what I went through are going to have some kind of hope some kind of light at the end of the tunnel that they know that this is not the end it might be just a new beginning and um, that became Butterfly Awakens which is the one book you're speaking to that was coming it's coming out in September of 2021 and that's the one um, she press she writes press is is publishing as well. So fantastic. It sounds like you found writing your story to be somewhat therapeutic. Yeah. Has okay. it been, have there been moments of, of like, Oh, this is too much. Or has it just been really a great feeling? So, you know, the whole, I have to tell you, I do love writing inspiration and insights better than I did actually having to go through the whole thing. And as you know, you've written a, a memoir too. You know, that whole process brings up all those feelings that you originally went through. And even when I read it today, when I was like going over it again, you know, it, it still is very emotional going through it. However, I promised myself that it was going to have a good ending. I promise I will not publish this book unless I have a good ending. So that kind of kept me moving forward, the forward momentum, trying to find what that ending looked like. And the interesting thing um, for me was that it kind of wrote itself because when my mother passed away, I saw a vision of a lighthouse right before she died. And I like literally, you know, people say that's crazy or whatever, but you know, I did, I saw a vision of, of a lighthouse and it was a very peculiar lighthouse. And then I felt her say, let me go. And she was, you know, in a coma at that point in time. So I was just like, wow, first of all, shocking. She's, she's gone. And the second of all, oh my God, I've got to find the lighthouse, which became like, you know, it's so, it's so interesting. I always say art imitates life, right? So the fact of the matter is that we living our, we're living our lives and all these stories that keep coming out as a storyteller is it's based on reality. So I went to find the lighthouse, which I eventually did find in El Camino de Santiago in Spain. And so my book actually ends um, with the Camino. I walked the pilgrimage um, three years ago. Actually, today I was on day five. So <laughs> there you go. So it's beautiful. That's a bucket list event for me as well. And I think so many people. So how fantastic that it ends there. Well, I encourage anyone who is after, I don't know, I, I believe it's opened up now, but maybe when it gets to be more, um, I don't know what's happening in Spain right now, but it's really one of those things that you don't really know what you're going to discover about yourself <laughs> so much. And some days you're just like, you keep walking. You just, you know, it's like one of those things, you know, where, you know, you feel like I, one day I was in such agony. I, on the fourth day, I sprained my ankle and tore, I know I tore some ligaments too. And I was just like, I just need to keep walking because I need to get to the lighthouse. So if I don't finish this, I'm not going to give myself permission to, to see the lighthouse. So, you know, persistence, how beautiful, right? right. It's all about persistence and persisters. And you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Literally, that is what I did, even in your greatest pain. And it will pass and you will find yourself where you wanted to take yourself. And you've learned so much about how strong you actually are on the road, on the journey, on the pilgrimage, or on whatever part of your life path you're on. So it's really um, kind of a metaphor, but in a reality. <laughs> so that was really 
I, I encourage anyone who is considering that to go for it because you won't you won't be disappointed. And I also love it. Sounds like that image of the lighthouse is what kept you moving forward, even if you were frankly bloodied and swollen and blistered and all of the things that you had an end goal in mind. And I think that is so important as we're moving forward after something so hard. I I absolutely agree with you. And I think that even with anyone who out there is a writer, um, I'll go back to Wayne Dyer since this is where I, I got the information. He always said, start with the cover of your book before you write the first word. What do you, what do you want it to look like? So it feels like it's already done. So that this mission, this visual is there in front of your eyes. So you see it and it keeps moving you forward to, uh, you know, attain that dream of yours. And then when it becomes a reality, it was already felt like it was there. It's already been a part of your life for so long. So, you know, the whole thing, what you were saying about um, the lighthouse, I, I had that vision in my mind for so long. It was like, I, I don't. I, w- I won't go back without having completed this because for some reason it's calling to me, and I've already seen myself there. So it was just, how am I going to get there? I guess we'll take it one day at a time. So that's basically, you know, like the grieving process as well. You take it one day at a time and be gentle with yourself. If you're hurting, then go a little slower. If you're you're feeling great, then skip, you know, run, maybe. I don't know. That never happened for me. But you, know, but, I, you but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. I do. And I also like the mindset of, am I, you know, I don't, it doesn't help if you say, am I going to make it when you're in the thick of things? If you can retrain your brain to say, how will I do this? And what will this take from me? And what will it give to me? That's much more productive yeah. than... Am I going to make it? Just, no, you, know. you know, it, you know, there are days when you think, am I going to make it? Right. <laughs> and then you have your angels show up and they like say, yes, you are going to make it. I'm here for you. So one of the most beautiful poems that I've ever heard in my life, and I, I do quote, quote this, you know, shamelessly, uh, it's Mary Oliver's poem, Living a Conscious Life. And it's three basics, pay attention, be astonished and tell all about it. So if you're paying attention at your lowest moment, there will be earth angels who will gre- grab you if you ask, if you ask, or even if you don't ask, they might say, I, I won't leave you behind. And, and I can tell you, this life would be less fun by a mile if I didn't have these beautiful people in my life to collaborate with, to enjoy with, to cry with, to celebrate with. I mean, I, I've never, ever been one to say that I'm standing anywhere with acclamation or pain alone because I'm very blessed in that way from family throughout with friends and through new people I get to meet on the journey. That is so exciting. And it sounds like you've created a community in the next leg of your life, you have a pretty vibrant community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then also where people can find a link about that? How, how does someone connect with you to schedule an event or to work with you? So I've been very lucky. I, you know, I did find the community when I was in the government. I did find them. I mean, I loved people that I worked with and I've still maintained friendships to this day. But when I jumped out, I always said, I want to work with creative people. I want people to come into my life that are going to 
you know, teach me what they know and I will share also. So I, you know, our author community at She Writes Press is fantastic. You know, they bring this sense of belonging that I, I, I'm just so grateful for because, you know, the process could be daunting at times, but you have these people to like walk with you and, and, and celebrate those accomplishments as well, yourself included, which is really excited how we've connected here. Synchronicity is wonderful. I really pay attention. Um, other parts of my community, I, I have a group of women that, um, I've definitely mentored myself. Um, as far as my own coaching practice goes, I um, was trained with IPEC, which is a program that deals with energy leadership. Um, so I have my certification with ICF. Um, those are amazing. I even went back afterwards and with American Immigration Lawyers Association this last year and the year before, I co-chaired their wellness committee. So I'm bringing that element of wellness to the attorney so I can still be of service to my people, right? At the same time, offering them a different perspective, how to look at life and how to get the best out of life while representing a lot of people who are bring you know who are dealing with some really huge um, issues as, as far as their immigration process is concerned. So you know I'm, I I like a collaborator, a collector of people. I really do enjoy that. I I especially the ones I like to keep. I I will not let them go because I find something really beautiful in um, the alignment with others. I think that you know I'm always looking for the with an open and curious mind as to why people show up at certain times in my life. And, you know, the whole collaboration on, you know, Zoom and beyond, even after I've met tons of people on LinkedIn and all these different communities. So if anyone ever wanted to work with me, certainly they can go to my website, um, Magnostro, M-E-G-N-O-C-E-R-O.com, and you can book a discovery call with me. Or, you know, I, I, I offer people the opportunity if they have a really wonderful story they want to share. I have my own uh, podcast slash YouTube called Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. And someone asked me once, what is extraordinary? I said, oh, my God, there's extraordinary everywhere if you're looking for it. And, it's, you know, I, it's one of those roll doll quotes, quotes that I love, you know, with watch with glittering eyes the whole world with around you because, you know, those who see the magic will always find it. And I know I butchered that, but it's the idea if you decide to wake up and see the world with this incredible desire to find the magic, you will find the magic. It's one of my favorite authors, Pam Grau, who I love. She's like a magical mentor to me, but I love her. She, I, can, I get to call her my friend. She wrote a book called E Squared. And there's experiments that you get to do on the daily that you go out into the world and then you're looking for that which you put out into the universe. So it's really quite amazing. And it usually happens that way is if you're looking for, you know, wonderful, you will find it. Oh, that is so fantastic. And it's just a great reminder also that no matter what someone is going through, there is a community to support them where they can create that community. And really, we choose our mindset. We do choose I mean, horrible things happen to people all of the time and life is definitely unfair, no question. However, we get to have a lot of choice in how we respond to it and doing it in community, whether it's through Zoom or however, makes everything so much better. And it's ironic, I found, and I've, I'm sure you're the same way, but I found that the same skills that you needed to, let's say for you, create fabulous community and grieve your mother. For me, it was rescuing my kidnapped daughters, creating that community. Those are the same skills you need for book marketing these days. <laughs> it's true. You need a lot of persistence, but you need community and you need 
amazing supportive people to help you through something that daunting and it makes it so joyful. So I'm so glad podcasting is similar that I get to meet people like you and think, wow, the world is has some wonderful, wonderful offerings, even in the midst of difficult times. I totally agree. And you know, it's interesting because um, I'm doing my first TEDx. It's coming up on May 1st. And it's basically a call to wake up and become the storyteller of your own life. And how you also, like you're saying, podcasters, YouTube, they're all telling stories. We're all telling stories. Correct. How we interact with each other. And like you said, also back to what your point was, you know, we have to choose how we tell the story. I mean, you dealt with your kids being kidnapped. But the way you told the story was a story of perseverance, persistence, like you're saying, so that you can come out of it learning something. I mean, even the hardest times when you're like on your knees, literally, you know, we can label it as, you know, it's, it's literally bad. Yes, I can tell you that. But there's always a lesson to learn as long as you keep moving forward. And I think that the beauty of sharing the stories right. is that you can encourage and inspire someone else to believe that's possible for them as well, that hope in, in the darkness. So I, I love that you're doing what you're doing as well, you know, elevating your own office, your own your own audience to something more, something better, not to settle for mediocrity, but some beautiful, wonderful spirit that's coming through them that they need to honor as well. And that just telling a different story might just do that. Correct. And I am so jazzed to be reading yours. So I'm going to put your uh, some links in the show notes, which is on my site at lameredith.com. It will be when this is published, but that way we can find you on social media. We'll find out about your new book and also where people can reach you. And I'm so very grateful that you were able to make it today. No, what a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much. You're you're incredibly delightful, Elizabeth. And I also, you know, love to see more of you in the future. Who knows? You might end up on my show. <laughs> that, oh, that would be lovely. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.